0: Well, hi there, welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by four royalty MLS. Uh, it's just me today, no Brandon, He he's moving. After I completed our run sheet, he was like, no, 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 I, I'm i U-Hauling tonight, and I was like, damn it, Brandon, I'm Gregor, I'm from mornings on 1077, the end. I've done this a long time now, it feels like. Anyway, uh, Brandon will be back next time, it's fine. He's the best. Alright, so uh, I'm not going to look at our iTunes, because that takes too long. If you could do us a favor, though, and give us a rating, maybe go as far as leaving us a comment, that goes a long way. It helps get us a little bit more noticed in the grand scheme of things. That's very cool. This week, the better in the second half, Seattle Sounders FC take on Pray For Nani, Orlando City SC, in a battle for the Frequent Flyer Cup. I hear it's Diamond. status (laughs) status <laughs> all right uh, first of all looking back on last week Roldan making it to the team of the week Christian Roldan had a monster game being everywhere at once he's uh, not looked quite as good without Svensson sitting in next to him but he's working his face off including a second equally as awesome goal maybe even a better strike thinks Casey Keller on the broadcast it was pretty dope into the top left corner this time from outside the box Ooh. They must have raised the shoe phone rates, though, for Nico Lodero. Oops, I touched a thing. They must have raised the shoe phone rates, though, for Nico Lodero. He seemed upset about something and just couldn't couldn't make it happen. What was going on with him? His passing wasn't very good, and he was having a rough go of it. I can only assume that qu- calling home has become more difficult. Also, every time he stood up, did you notice that he had more and more field pellets stuck to his face? Like he was turning into a, what do they call that grayscale? <laughs> Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> also, good luck to the final episode, everybody. I'm not quite there. Epi- uh, season eight just began for me, so everything is spoiled. Don't worry. And if he was a, if he was a Jedi, if Brad Smith, Brad Brad Smith was a Jedi, what color lightsaber would he use? That's what I'm curious about. This. I was going to ask Brandon, but he's not here. Brandon, if Brad Brad Smith was a Jedi, or would he be Brad Brad Sith, as you pointed out last week? What color lightsaber would he use? If he's Sith, that's very easy. We just go with red, right? I don't know because he's quite the defender. I'd <sighs> have to think about this. Tweeted us would you at full 90 extra time? What color lightsaber would Brad Bradsmith use if he were a Jedi? I'm very um curious about that. Uh this week for myself my my boy Space Baby he loves uh, he loves soccer. Watching soccer on TV, it goes cars, then soccer, and then sumo. Sumo's back! Oh my God! It's the spring! It's the spring basho, which means it's the May tournament. And uh, Hakuo sitting this one out. I could go on and on about this. Go back to the other sumo Svensson pod that we did and hear all about that. But Hakuo is not competing. He's one of two yokozuna currently, which is the top level that you can get to, and uh, he's out with a bicep injury. Holy crap, that's a big deal. There were some serious upsets today, but you can follow Jason Love Sumo on uh, YouTube for more about that. I won't waste all of your time once again. But my boy, he loves Formula 1, and then it goes from Formula 1 to soccer, and then beyond that, Sumo. And so I got like a $5 knockoff Nerf Turbo football. Hold on, I got to go tangential here for a second. Do you remember the Nerf Turbo football? You have to be of a, like a very specific age to be able to remember this, but do you remember it? It was half black, half like a pinkish red color, and it had like the grooves for like speed built into it, and it wasn't a full-size football. It's Nerf, but it wasn't like huge. Like a kid could hold it in his hand, and then you could throw the ball like a zillion miles, and I'm not talking about the one with the whistle on it or the weird tail or any of that garbage. There was just like one year. Let's call it like fifth grade for me, which is like 91 or two when that was the gift that you had to get that year. That was the tickle me Elmo or whatever the current crap is that you need to get. The Nerf Turbo football, you could throw that thing a freaking mile. We'd play 500. Remember that game? <laughs> I'm going down memory lane here. But I found like what looked like the equivalent of the Nerf Turbo at Bartel Drugs the other day, and it was five bucks. And I was like, Well, I gotta buy that. It was like the same groove cut out, it was like small, handheld. Went to go throw this thing, and the Nerf Turbo comes out of your hand in a spiral. It's almost impossible to not throw a spiral with it. This piece of garbage. Oh my God! It's like throwing a piece of Kleenex. It was too light. Doesn't get a good. Uh, doesn't get a good spiral. Then my wife, a pro- former professional ballerina, who's never thrown a football in her life, picks it up throws perfect spiral, and I'm like, Son of a, how dare you? Anyway, um, my boy, the, to the back to the main point, the Nerf Turbo football. I have this, and he calls it soccer ball. <laughs> Like, kid, the irony is so incredible. So our house right now, no matter what ball you're playing with, it's a soccer ball that spells good things for the future of the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. Also in the match, a, um, an awesome victory, one a kind of a boring affair for the last 85 minutes or so. It was an awesome, like, kind of back-and-forth game where both teams were awful at finishing. Great opportunities on both sides. Terrible midfield play in the first half. And Stefan Fry looked like he was bored playing normal soccer. And like that he added like a quicksand or they had like an invisible tentacle monster or something there to mess up his feet. I couldn't figure out. He kept like stumbling and making small errors. I wonder if he changed like boots or something like that. Or if maybe Brad Brad Sith was just trying to make his own job harder so that we could prove how awesome he was. I don't know. This is an important question. Something to get to the bottom of. Um, I don't know, maybe it was just me. I just thought Fry looked off. And Nico O'Darrow. god, terrible game. It felt like the midfield was just a disaster. But there were so many opportunities. Uh, it's not 100% this way, but I feel like Houston, a team that has been real hot, high, nice, really blew some opportunities that they had. It was kind of their game that they lost. But then you think about Jordan Morris had some chances, some good looks. He's getting bigger, too. Did it seem like he ran out of gas? Was that maybe the the diabetes that got to him towards the end of the match? He had to be subbed off, but I couldn't tell. Raul Diaz making an appearance. That spells awesome things for the upcoming matches. Just getting him, what, like 70 minutes of play? That's not bad. He had a couple touches that looked pretty good that could be a um that could be show some potential for uh, this really super busy thing. I joked earlier about it being the frequent flyer cup. A battle for frequent flyer status, diamond, diamond status immediately. They want to board first. But it's because there's three matches. Hold on. I want to talk about who's hot, who's garbage, and who's hot garbage. First of all, that banger from Christian rolled on. Hi. Yeah. Every time we don't vote Christian for goal of the week, does he back up a few yards and do it again? Asks Brandon via the full 90 extra time Twitter. Yeah, it seems like it. I don't know if it's too late, but if it's not, vote. That guy is just banging them in afterwards. He was just saying, sometimes you get lucky once, sometimes you get lucky a second time. Just got to go with it. Yeah, man. Keep taking those shots. Keep pulling the Ozzie Alonzo, only finishing. That's incredible. Good job. That was hot. Hot. Now, when it comes to garbage, the injury generator, you sure are garbage. Victor Rodriguez goes down with a hamstring. And then I didn't Google to see what his status was. and I don't have a co-host right now to be doing that while I'm rambling about nothing. So... Injury generator, you're garbage. Garbage. And hot garbage. This is the point I was just starting to make a minute ago. Hot garbage. Three matches in a week. Again. That's twice this season this has happened. My God. Does that mean there's going to be like big, long stretches where there's no soccer being played? Because that's going to be terrible. Then you're going to have to listen to us talk about sumo. Or Formula One, you choose. Tweet at full 90 extra time. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I say that it's the battle for the uh frequent flyer cup because both teams are bouncing back and forth between coasts you saw orlando city taking on atlanta on the weekend and then they're here all the way in seattle almost as far as you can go i think that's actually probably the greatest distance you can travel in mls someone do the math on that i think orlando to seattle is the furthest and then they're going back the other way Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they go back home. So they're going from Atlanta, probably back to Orlando, to Seattle, and then back in a week. They've got it real tough. Seattle, of course, played at home versus Houston, then welcome Orlando, and then fly to Philadelphia. That's a lot of traveling for, and a lot of matches combined for just like an eight-day eight day span right there. It's like seven for Seattle. Holy crap. So... This three matches in a week, twice in the first half of the year. Ooh. Hot garbage. Yeah, that's hot garbage. Hot rubbish. Hot rubbish, even. Hot, hot rubbish. rubbish. All right. So uh, I just alluded to some of the matches that are coming up here. Let's see the history between these teams Orlando City, SCFC. It's actually SC. Orlando City, SC, OCSC. Uh, Seattle Sounders. FC 6-1-4 with 22 points, third in the West. Orlando 3-5-3, 12 points, 10th in the East. Not great. Two teams with the same amount of games played. One team has 10 more points, to look at it that way. But also, here's a team that's traveling across the country, having just gotten beaten again by their rivals. It's going to be a hot match. Let's look at the history all-time. Sounders are 3-0-1. All-time against Orlando City, including a 1-0-1 home record. So that's three wins and a draw against Orlando. So we've never been beaten by Orlando. That's amazing. Uh, uh, One win and one draw at home. Cool. Recently, Seattle won, obviously, over the weekend, then a couple draws and a loss. Orlando is having a terrible run of it. Two losses, a draw, one win in there and another. So they've lost three times in the last five games. That's crazy. Here's the thing for them, though, and this could turn out to be something that we come back to in a second, but if Orlando loses, that'll be two matches in a row that they've faced opposition they've never beaten in MLS. Now, they're not that old of a team, I get it, and Atlanta's the other one, their rivals, which is a very one-sided rivalry. But they've never beaten Atlanta, including over the weekend. And then they come here, and they've never beaten Seattle. So here's a team that faces two matches in a row where they face opposition that they've never beaten in MLS regular season play. And they could be walking away with still no wins. That's that's going to do something to a team, I would imagine, to be like, man, we've never— like, Again, I'm watching sumo right now, and you see a guy that's never won before, but he's like 50 kilos less weight, that's like 100 pounds, and he's still getting beaten by him. That's crazy. I can't imagine how hard that would be to be starting out as a squad at MLS and trying to get through that. So, looking ahead at Orlando in Seattle, that's on Saturday? That sounds right. 7.30 7:30 p.m. Seattle time. A battle for frequent flyer status as Sounders welcome Orlando City SC to town. And you gotta be looking out for on Seattle side. I'd say it has to be Raul Ruiz Diaz. Earlier in the in the season, Brandon was talking about how like he scores every like 38 or 39 touches. It has to have been close to 39 touches since the last time Ruiz Diaz scored. Someone do the math on that. A couple decent attempts from the weekend. He looks like a guy that's come back from a little bit of injury. Maybe isn't quite match fresh. But still, a couple decent attempts from the weekend that should be converted into goals. Jordan Morris looked poised to do a ton of damage, too. I feel like once you get this sorted out, once you get things working again, get everyone back to their position in a little, few more minutes, as long as you keep the damn injury generator out of here, I think you're talking about some. We're back to having some pretty good status on that pitch. Victor Rodriguez being out, that sucks. But Harry Ships also looked pretty good throughout the season. Maybe a start for him? I don't know. That's crazy. Now, in terms of villains for Orlando City, Nani is a stud, but he didn't play against Atlanta. I find it hard to believe at the time of doing this, I haven't seen that he traveled or not, but I find it hard to believe if he traveled to come play on turf this week. Those soccer players get real upset to play on turf. <laughs> Which, I mean, I get it. I think they should be playing on grass. I agree. But still, you're like a professional athlete. you got to come up here and do your thing. But if you're already hurt, probably with a hamstring if I'm guessing correctly, uh, then I can imagine him not wanting to do all this travel just to come up here. So the team needs him because he's all of their offense with like something like five goals and four assists or the opposite of that. Like He's an important player for them. But I find it hard to believe that he would rush it in the early part of the season to try and get back after not playing their arch rivals Atlanta over the weekend. Uh, Dom Dwyer got subbed early against Atlanta on the weekend. Dom plays for Orlando and he'll likely be angry and handsome some sort of combination like a potion of those two things. On the road again so few days something to prove I could see Dom being kind of a pain but I could also see Kim Keehee really dealing with him shutting it down. Whole well, number 20 there. So motivation going into the match, I'm looking at Seattle Sounders, and things are looking up. They lost five matches ago, then a handful of draws and a win. The motivation has got to be don't drop points at home. Walk away with three points. Don't leave anything out there. Don't lose for sure after shutting down Houston the way that that happened, even though Houston kind of shut themselves down with some bad finishing. Let's us you take those three points. You hope that Fry is looking a little bit more sharp. He's going to have an off day from time to time, but let's hope that he's better. Don't drop those points. And don't get f***ing hurt. Three matches in a week for the second time this season? Yikes! It's going to take its toll. Glad to see Rui Diaz subbed off early. I don't know. I could see some against a team that's not, what are they, like 5 millionth in the East? Tenth in the East. I could see maybe some, uh, some guys with some fresh legs coming on to play up pretty significant amount of early minutes maybe then you sub in one of your one of your bosses you got will Bruin; he's coming back from injury too maybe get him some minutes i don't know now motivation for orlando city fc sc excuse me so dumb <laughs> the motivation for for orlando is you gotta win against against people who have your number you gotta like step up and win against these teams that you can't beat do something for yourself more importantly They've got over 200 minutes of a goalless drought. 252. Let's make it at least 253 here. That's three soccer matches, just about, without a a goal. And without Nani, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't travel or play, I'll have to look that up. But if he doesn't do it, then, man, you're screwed. Okay, so anyway, um, the match is on Saturday night, CenturyLink Stadium. The 6-1-4 Sounders, 22 points, 3rd in the West, take on Orlando City SC, 3-5-3, 12 points, 10th in the East. Now, hopefully no one was watching Zlatan do his badass neck karate. (laughs) That was incredible over the weekend. Also, what a jerk. (laughs) But... Let's, uh, let's hope no one saw that. Let's hope we don't get into the karate stuff, because I can't make the match. It's on a Wednesday. That's the after my bedtime match. That's so crazy. So, too long, didn't listen. Brandon rented a U-Haul and couldn't podcast today. I don't, I, there's no real opinion on that. Uh, too long, didn't listen. If Brad Bradsmith was a Jedi, what color lightsaber would he use? I want to know that. At full 90 extra time on Twitter. Hit us up. Too long didn't listen. Invisible tentacle monster. Whew, coming after Fry. Coming for Japan next. Take a look at your crystal Pepsi ball, me, and tell me what you see. I tell you what, I see two easy goals in a third that's kind of a disaster. I'm going to say Raul Ruiz Diaz with one, Jordan Morris with one, and a weird Will Bruin goal. Or perhaps taking a look at the Golden Clog standings and aren't updated. <laughs> Maybe we could see a shift. For the race to the golden clog between Dutch players Danny Houston and Kelvin Leerdam. <laughs> the race to try and win the golden clog. Anyway, I see a 3-nil, because I say nil like zero now. Three for the home team, the good guys, and nothing for the travelers, and a miserable turn in their season. Yeah, that feels right. Hey, look at that. 18 minutes. Not bad.